Hello, my fellow myth lovers, and welcome back to So, You Think Your Family's Bad? The podcast where we talk about how Greek myths came to be. With it being the first week of October, I want to talk about something a little darker than usual. Hades, god of death. Demeter, goddess of agriculture. A war that continues to be waged to this day. But first, let's set the stage a little bit. So there are four main characters that we see throughout this myth, and before we go too deep into it, I want to kind of talk a little bit about who those main characters are first. So first, the big guy, Zeus. He's been on our last couple podcast episodes, and he's just going to be an overarching theme, I feel like, at this point. He's in everything. So Zeus, god of the skies, god of lightning, king of the gods. We've seen this all before. If you're interested in a little bit more about Zeus's history, check out my other episodes. Hades. Hades is the god of death. He is the ruler of the underworld. And then we have Demeter. And Demeter is the goddess of agriculture and basically just life on earth in the plant realm. And then finally, we have Persephone, daughter of Demeter, and she is the goddess of spring. So going back into a little bit of the history between these four people, Zeus, Hades, and Demeter are actually uh, siblings. They were all born of the Titan Kronos and the Titan Rhea, and Hades was actually the firstborn son, and Zeus was the lastborn son. Uh, Persephone, however, doesn't come in until later because she's the daughter of Demeter. So Zeus, Hades, and Demeter were all born of Rhea and Kronos, and once each of the children of Kronos were born, with the exception of Zeus, they were ingested by Kronos. So when they were born, he would eat them because he was afraid that they were going to overtake his rule eventually, which they did. But that's how he uh, decided to dispose of his children. And eventually, Zeus came back from being exiled, and at that point, uh, he was able to rescue his siblings from the belly of Kronos. And then once these, uh, once these six siblings, uh, which are Hestia, Zeus, uh, Hades, Poseidon, Demeter, and Hera, once they uh, once again came out of uh, Kronos, Zeus decided to split the realms between uh, himself and his two brothers Poseidon and Hades, and basically they just kind of like cast lots in order to figure out who did what, and Hades was given the underworld. So it's a little bit of the background between them. So Hades, going back to our story, was always consumed by the underworld. He was always there. He was always trying to make sure to rule his kingdom the best way that he saw fit. And for this reason, he never really came up to Earth except for important meetings. It is kind of said that he would come up for the winter solstice and then talk with uh, the rest of the Olympians then. Uh, but there, during the rare occasions where he traveled to the actual Earth, and not necessarily Olympus, he saw a beautiful woman picking flowers in a valley with her friends. And this woman happened to be Persephone. And he instantly fell in love. He was head over heels for this woman. I mean, rom-coms should really try to make a movie out of this, people. It was a whirlwind for him. And he was so encompassed by his passion and his deep infatuation by her 
that he eventually told his brother Zeus and basically asked him for a plan on how to make Persephone Hades' wife. And through this, the two planned an abduction of the woman because apparently just asking for her hand in marriage wasn't going to work. Don't ask me why they didn't think of that, but they didn't. They just decided, you know what, abduction, that seems like the best possible way to go through with this. So came the plan for the abduction. Zeus told his grandmother, Gaia, who if you want to learn more about their relationship, go back to my previous episode, told her to plant a narcissus flower on the earth. And this would be kind of like the bait for the trap. Then the day for the abduction came and Persephone, of course, went out into this field and was picking flowers because that is who she was. She was the goddess of spring and new growth, and she loved new growth. So she went out to go pick some flowers. And she found this beautiful Narcissus flower, and she decided to pluck it. Well, she tugged on it and tugged on it and tugged on it, and it would not come out of the ground. It was stuck there. But she was determined to get this Narcissus flower from the earth. So she pulled and she pulled and she pulled, and she wasted all of her energy that day getting this flower out of the ground. Eventually, she got it. She won the battle and she came out victorious. However, the hole from which the flower was originally in started growing and growing and growing, eventually making a chasm in which she fell through the earth and into the underworld where Hades stole her and then forced her to marry him. Very romantic, I know. He's, he's one for the heartstrings there. Demeter comes back to the field, searches for her daughter, and can't find her. Her The friends, the nymphs that Persephone was with, were just crying. They had no idea what to do. They, they were just distraught by this thought that their friend was gone. So Demeter eventually cursed all of these nymphs into becoming the sirens because of their lack of protection over her daughter. And then Demeter decided that she was going to hunt down the earth for her daughter. She disguised herself as an old woman. She ran away from her brothers. She roamed the earth for nine days and nine nights before coming across the goddess Hecate. And Hecate is the deity of magic, witchcraft, spirits, crossroads, basically anything spooky on the 10th day of her search. And Hecate became sorrowful over Demeter's situation. She grew pity on the goddess and told her to go in search of Helios, the sun god, in order to figure out what happened to her daughter because as he is the sun god, he sees everything the sun sees, which is all of earth when the sun is out. So she rushes over to Helios and he tells Demeter everything that he saw, the abduction of Persephone by Hades using the Narcissus flower. Eventually, this caused Demeter to go into such a depressive state that she gave up the search. She decided to mourn the loss of her daughter and give up all duties of being a goddess. This caused her to cause droughts throughout Earth, to make the no food plentiful for the people of Earth, and this caused several, several people to die because they couldn't get food. So Zeus had had enough 
and sent Hermes, his messenger god, to make Hades negotiate with Demeter on a compromise over Persephone. The two fought it out. They went tooth and nail about who should have Persephone, who should have her. And they decided to settle on a compromise where Hades would have Persephone through the winter and fall months, and Demeter could have her during the spring and summer months. Because, or, and they settled on this because Persephone is the goddess of spring, and without her, spring can't happen. The new life, new growth, none of this can happen on the overworld on Earth. So they, that's what they agreed on, so that Hades could still have his wife, and Demeter could still have her daughter. Then, before leaving with Demeter, Hades forced Persephone to eat four seeds of a pomegranate, representing the four months that she would have to stay in the underworld. And once you consume the food of the underworld, you cannot leave the underworld. It will always be tied to you. You can never leave. You always have to come back. And that wraps up the myth of the story, and now we're going to go into a little bit of the history. There's not much to say about the history here, uh, but there is some things that are worth noting. First, um, I should say that there isn't any archaeological evidence or anything to find where this story could have happened, except for this one part in the story that one of her friends, after seeing this abduction, one of the nymphs called Cyane, she decided to cry and mourn over her friend's abduction so hard that she split into a river called the Cyane. Now, the Cyane River is an actual place. It is a small river that is located in Sicily by the town of Syracuse. So it is an actual place, and that's the closest we have to where this could have possibly come from. So this myth not only tells the story of the creation of the River Syene, but it also tells us a little bit about how the ancient Greeks perceived the notion of the seasons changing. Obviously, we have uh, our springtime that turns into summertime, that turns into fall, that turns into winter. And their explanation for that was the abduction of Persephone, because you have a goddess of spring, and she takes care of everything, and she brings new life into the world when she's on the earth. But when she's not on the earth, obviously that stuff can't happen anymore, so she must be where? In the underworld. So that's kind of how this uh, story relates to the changing of the seasons. And another part of the story is the captor aspect where when you eat the world the food of the underworld you are tied to the underworld and you can never leave that is actually another symbol in ancient greek culture that they actually believed that if you ate the food of your captor if you were abducted for any reason kidnapped for any reason in ancient greece if you consumed their food you would be tied to them forever you could not leave that country because you had their food now, it's really important to understand that this war is supposedly still going on now, this war between the love of Persephone, between Hades and Demeter. It 
as the seasons continue to change, we continuously see the push and pull of Persephone. And one's gotta wonder, has she had enough? Like, honestly, if you were being pushed around between your mother and your partner, honestly, I would be done. There's just so much. So in addition to everything that I've already said, I think it brings light to a new point of view on the story. This is never ending. There's always going to be a push and a pull between the seasons changing and your familial priorities. That's the whole point of the story is the seasons are changing and you have to respect both your partners and your parents, respect of your uh, people, respect of the people in your life. It brings into those two stories or those two aspects really bridge that story together. Next week on So You Think Your Family's Bad, we're going to be looking a little bit into a tale of true unrequited love and how that all played out for not only these two characters, but for ancient Greece as well. So uh, I will see you next week on So You Think Your Family's Bad. Mm-hmm.